What's good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Boombox Guru, music commentary and music discussion for music lovers. I'm your host, LB, and we got a very good episode for you guys today. So if you don't want to miss out, tune in and keep it locked in. Uh, what's good, everybody? I want to welcome you all to another episode of the Boombox Guru. I'm your host, LB. So on today's episode, uh, pretty much I'm reporting on some sad news. Uh, New Year's Eve, we learned that MF Doom actually had died. Uh, he died actually two months ago on October the 31st on Halloween. And... His family chose just to wait till now to reveal that he had actually passed away. Now, for those of you who don't know, MF Doom, he he was a he was a legendary hip hop artist, uh, MC, lyricist within the hip hop uh, community. Uh, he was mainly he he was mainly loved by like the hip hop heads and the underground fans of hip hop, but he was definitely a major factor within uh, underground hip hop. He, he was one of the he was one of the f- main fixtures of underground hip hop. Uh, now, me personally, I wasn't a huge fan of, of MF Doom, but I do have two of his albums in my CD collection. I have his first album, uh, Operation Doomsday, as well as the collaboration that him and Mad Lib did called Mad Villain, and that album called Mad Villainy, which is that right there is one of the greatest hip hop albums of all time. And if you look that record up, you will see it on all kinds of best of lists. It's considered one of the greatest albums of all time, not just hip hop. It's just in general considered one of the greatest uh, albums to ever be released. And it came out like 15, 16 years ago, and it's still being talked about. And a lot of fans were really hoping for a part two. But uh, I don't know if there was ever a part two recorded. Uh, but if it was, I mean, don't. If there wasn't, we're we're not gonna get one now. But I'm um, looking at I'm on Hip Hop DX right now, and this is the article. It says, uh, "Sad news has arrived out of the Rhyme Sayers Entertainment Camp." According to a statement obtained by Hip Hop DX on Thursday, December 31st, MF Doom has passed away. Known to his countless fans as Metal Face. The elusive MC was famous for his hidden identity, lyrical precision, and comic book persona. The greatest husband, father, teacher, student, business partner, lover, and friend I could have ever asked for, his wife Jasmine wrote. Thank you for all the things you have shown, taught, and given to me, our children, and our family. Thank you for thank you for teaching me how to forgive beings and give another chance, not to be so quick to judge and write off. Thank you for showing me not to be afraid to love and be the best person I could ever be. My world will never be the same without you. Words will never express what you and Malachi mean to me. I love both and adore you always. May the may the all continue to bless you, our family, and the planet. Doom actually died on October 31st, but his family chose to wait before making it public. At this time, no cause of death has been revealed. Doom was 49. But yes, uh yeah, MF Doom, man, like I said, man, he was he was a 
major factor within underground hip hop. You know, he he was one of the, the the premier MCs, lyricists within uh, underground hip hop. And if you don't really, if you're not familiar with his music, you've probably seen pictures of him on the internet. You know, he had like the the metal face, the the mask, the like Doctor kind of the Doctor Doom kind of mask. That that's that's that guy. I'm I'm pretty sure most of y'all have probably seen pictures of him on the inter, on the internet but he was known for that like anytime he did like interviews shows he always had that he always had that mask on he always had on the metal face mask but he he was yeah he was he was a very very extraordinary MC man and uh <laughs> it's funny because he really played up to that that persona that that, that villain persona he really played up to it because there's something he used he actually used to do when he would do shows he would actually send imposters to impersonate him he would actually send imposters to, to impersonate him you can go on youtube and you can look it up because there's several uh video clips on youtube where people are, are thinking that they're getting the real mf doom at the show and after a few like songs or whatever, they come to realize that yo, that's not the actual doom. That it's some imposter. But he would actually do that, man. He would actually have imposters to go to these shows, and I don't know how he got away with it. I think it was some type of, I think it was some type of loophole that he had in his contract with promoters, where he would basically do that, and they couldn't really, they couldn't really sue him. It was some type of loophole he had in his contract when they would book him for shows or whatnot. But he he would do it, man. That's uh, I don't know if he ever I don't know if he ever done shows in my neck of the woods. But you know, I was always skeptical about even trying to go to a show because I'm like, man, I don't want to pay money and not be the real dude. But <laughs> whatever the case, man, his fans, his fan base, they still respected him for it. They still respected him for it, man. I, I just thought that was pretty neat how he actually would do that. But uh, even though I wasn't a huge fan of MF Doom, I was more of a fan of his previous uh, musical output when he was known as Zev Love X. He, uh, him, and his brother named DJ Sub Rock, who was also R.I.P. Uh, they had a group. It was another guy named Onyx the Birthstone Kid. They had a group called KMD. That was a real. They, they were they were moderately. I guess you could say they were moderately popular in the early '90s, late '80s, early '90s. But their name stood for. They, they their name had like two different meanings. It was causing much damage or a positive cause in a much damaged society. But KMD, I I got I have their two I have their two albums, uh, Mr. Hood and Black Bastards. But they came up under uh, third base, you know, MC Search, uh, Pete Nice, DJ Richie Rich. They came up under third base, and I think they made their first appearance on. I believe it was, yeah, it was, it was third base's the Cactus album. I think uh, the song called Gas Face. Yeah, I think that's where uh, they made their first appearance. But they were all connected with them, and I think they was also connected with the Native Tongues, like uh, you know. You know, a tribe called Quest, the Jungle Brothers, you know, LONS, that whole collective, the Native Tongues Posse. I, I believe they were, I, I, they might have been members of that, 
of that uh, crew. I believe. I think they were members of the Native Tongues Posse. But yeah, KMD, man, they were well connected. I mean, so many people, any any rap artists from the early 90s, any rap groups from back then, they, they knew who KMD was, man. And they were familiar with with MF Doom. But he was known as Zev Love X then. And uh, I was actually, like I said, I was more of a fan of KM, KMD. And it's an interesting story of how the Doom character actually came to be. Now, from the stories that I've read and the research I've done, when KMD started recording their second album, Black Bastards, man, it was a lot of, it was a very tumultuous time because compared to the previous album, Mr. Hood, man, it was, Black Bastards was more kind of, it was a little bit more abrasive, so to speak, a little bit more harder. But anyway, in, in, in the process, during the period of recording that album, man, uh, DJ Subrock, which was MF Doom's younger brother, he actually ended up getting killed in a hit-and-run accident. He tried to cross the Long Island Expressway and got hit by a car, man. And that was his brother. That was his little brother. And from what I've read, even in the liner notes of the reissue of Black Bastards, people talked about how uh, MF Doom and Subrock, they were close. They were really close. So that really... That really hurt. Of course, it, it hurt him. You know, that his brother was dead. He was gone, and it was their group. And and I, and I believe at that point it was just him and and Subrock. And at that point, Black Bastards Subrock really stepped up to the forefront. He uh, he he started making more making more of an appearance as an MC on that record, kind of like how Five Dog stepped up to the plate on Low End Theory with Tribe Called Quest. Like Black Bastards, that was that was gonna be DJ Subrock stepping up to the plate, but unfortunately he 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 met an untimely demise, and you know of course that put uh, Doom at that time known as Devil of X, it put him in a depression, and plus the label that they were signed to at the time, which I believe was Electra, Electra, excuse me, they were having man, they were having a lot of problems there was a lot of controversy surrounding the the album black bastards because the title was controversial was controversial and the cover art was controversial as well because it featured a sambo character being hanged and the title black bastards is written like the game hangman where you fill in the le- the last remaining letters and you know you you kill you kill that character but if the cover art, if you go look it up, it, it features a, a racist Sambo character being hanged, and I actually got the I, I actually got what they were doing with that cover. They were basically killing the, that racial stereotype. That's what they were doing. They were killing that racial stereotype. But for whatever, it was a lot of it was a lot of prominent black people within the industry that had an issue with it, which I guess it just went over their heads that that was the whole purpose of that cover. Of them hanging the Sambo character. That was their way of killing that racial stereotype. But it was it was a lot of prominent black people within the music industry that hated that, that they just hated that album cover and they caused a lot of problems with the record ever coming out when it was supposed to. And then also at the time, Electra Records, I think Sylvia Rohn had took over Electra Records and she was pretty much cleaning house. Uh any I guess any acts that she didn't have any any type of say so with, that, uh, 
to that label any acts that she didn't bring on that label herself she was pretty much getting rid of and so kmd was one of the acts that she that she dropped along with Dell the funky homo sapien and a few other cats uh no anthrax was signed to electra records too and they got well they left the label but yeah she was cleaning house and kmd ended up being one of those acts that got booted and i believe they actually paid uh doom i think they paid him money to like leave the label and they gave him the masters to the black bastards album but anyway you know he was going through depression because he had just lost his brother man he had just lost his younger brother i think he ended up homeless for a few years uh i know he i believe he ended up down in atlanta georgia too sometime but somewhere around the late 90s he re, he uh, resurfaced back in New York City and he had started developing the Doom character. He was like showing up at open mics wearing a ski mask, jumping on stage, kicking freestyles and whatnot. And and people were like intrigued by this by this character that he had created. And then he started putting out uh twelve inch singles on the underground, you know, under the name MF Doom and stuff like that. And that's that's really what built up his legend. In, in the hip-hop community man and it's, it's a really interesting story man but yeah you know r.i.p to mf doom you know they're definitely one of the dopest lyricists in hip-hop and he he's definitely gonna be missed you know like and like i said you know i wasn't like a huge huge fan of mf doom but the two albums that i do have from him you know operation doomsday and mad villainy uh, definitely check those out, especially Mad Villainy. Like I said, that's one of the greatest albums to ever come out. Not just in hip hop, just one of the greatest albums, period. So definitely, definitely go check out those two records, man. And you know, um, my condolences to his family, uh, to his to his fans, you know, because he had a very cult like fan base too. A lot of just it would. There's a, there's a lot of MF Doom fans out there, man. You you you'll see on the internet and so forth, man. But that's about all I can really say, man. It's just R.I.P., man. You know, you know, hip hop lost another great one, man. But you know, you know that's how it goes, man. And, and he definitely left his mark. He definitely left his mark on the on the hip hop community, hip hop culture, man. So. R.I.P. to MF Doom, Metal Face, you know, Mad Villain. R.I.P. to him, man. Zev Love X. You know what I'm saying? KMD forever, man. Peace. What's good, everybody? Hope you enjoyed this new episode of the Boombox Guru. And if you did enjoy this episode, I want you guys to do me a favor. I want you to follow me on Spotify at The Boombox Guru. Check it out on Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public. You can also follow my Instagram page at The Boombox Guru. You can also like my page on Facebook known as The Boombox Guru. Just go ahead and check me out. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell anybody that you know that might be interested in this type of content about The Boombox Guru. And as always, hope everyone has a lovely day and be blessed.